Uh, hi everyone, welcome to another episode of India Independent Films Podcast, where we talk about films uh, on a range of subjects. Uh, I am Pankaj Sashteva, I write on my blog, uh, Dichotomy of Irony, and also contribute to articles on the IF website. Uh, I would meet Rahul Desai, critic for the Film Companion, and writer for many other uh, publications. Uh, now we are back after a few weeks, and hope everybody had a nice Diwali. Today, we'll ever again cover two, three topics as always. But before I go there, Rahul, how have the last few weeks, few weeks been and what was your most memorable watch? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I forgot this was our first post Diwali um, podcast, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to ask you this question as well because I am also interested to know because I just recently read a really nice piece you wrote on Lal Singh Chadda. And also, I'm, I'm guessing you've also been catching up on... Uh, a lot of watching which I'd like to know about uh, as for me my um, my few weeks have been they've been regular they've been there's been a lot to write about a lot to review so I've not had as much time as I would like to watch the stuff I actually want to or uh, stuff that actually uh, makes me think uh, you know better I, I kind of liked Millie which released last week um, the Janvi Kapoor starter which is a remake of Helen um, it's the rare decent Hindi film watch in the last couple of weeks. Not much else home to write about. Uh, but I did enjoy watching a few um, foreign language films, um, which was All Quiet on the Western Front, which was on Netflix, which I really enjoyed writing about as well. <clears throat> uh, I always feel like when I struggle to write about something I like, it means the film is challenging you and it means the film... Uh, there's more to the film than may appear and that, that it's always good when you know I sort of uh, struggle to get through a piece and that happened with All Quiet uh, and I know it's like it's the third adaptation over the years I haven't seen the previous few but I really enjoyed it I'm a big fan of anti-war movies in general so that was one thing I really really enjoyed um, um, I quite enjoyed um, uh, the, this film called uh, The Good Nurse on Netflix as well, uh, starring Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's it's it's been a fairly... And I've been looking forward to... I, I wish White Lotus did not drop their episodes every week because, uh, and we, you know, we could just binge it. We are in that sort of culture. So I was hoping... So I've only watched the first episode there. I wanted to watch more. Um, so I'll be waiting, you know, every <clears throat> Monday or Tuesday whenever the episodes drop. Um, yeah, it's been a very ordinary like few weeks otherwise, I'd say. But now your turn, actually. Okay, I am, you know, I'm always behind the cycle. <laughs> so <clears throat> I finally got to watch Lal Singh Chadda, which yeah. came out on Netflix. And contrary to the criticism that the film had received, of course, there are issues. But I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was uh, very nicely thought about in terms of how they have made it to an Indian context. I remember very little about Forest Camp. I saw it like probably 10 years ago and have not revisited it at all. And I think a lot of stuff is taken from there. But I was like really liked how the film uh, basically incorporates uh, different elements of India. And it's a very like I've written a piece on it like it's a film about storytelling. There are multiple levels of storytelling in the film. There's a story of Lal, there is a story of India, and then how they've told the story. You know, there are repeated patterns in that, like, narrative, like how, like, certain scenes keep on appearing again and again. Uh, like, even that feathers scene, how it opens. So mm -hmm. I really enjoyed uh, Lal Singh Chadda. After that, now I'm starting to catch up on Anurag Kashyap's Dobara, which also came on Netflix. And then Brahmastra, I just started, haven't finished it. <laughs> I don't know how it will that turn out. I just saw like 10, 15 minutes of it. But apart okay. from that, I haven't like, yeah, I'm always a little behind. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to catch up. I wanted to watch that um, Amitabh Bachchan film. I don't think it's out. Uh, I think the one where his wife dies. I forgot its name. Right. Uh, 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 the Vikas Bahel one, yeah, yeah, uh, whatever it was. And right. then I'm also waiting for Chup and Vikram Veda to come online. So we'll see how it goes from mm. there. 
<laughs> I mean, it's interesting because you know, like, I mean, given that I have to watch these films right in the moment and sort right. of <clears throat> review them most of the time, uh, <laughs> it's always nice to know when someone is sort of catching up. And once you know the hype has died down, one once it enters its screaming uh, cycle. Uh, and I'm always keen to read your stuff because of that, because, you know, it's sort of detached from, um, you know, from what it is that film reviewers do. And, and we are under pressure most of the time. Right. So it's nice to know uh, uh, that, you know, you you sort of are watching it in your own digital time. Because I really enjoyed reading your Lal Singh Chadda piece, which you just talked about. Um, and even I like the film quite a bit. Like I did. And I'd say the same for Dubara as well. These were films that weren't critically really accepted a lot but they were the rare films I think I liked that a lot of others didn't and um, and yeah I'm keen to read that as well and and also yeah I think the Vikas Bayal film is goodbye uh, yeah. Which, yeah, uh, yeah I'm also I'm also waiting for the streaming of Vikram Veda that's the mm-hmm. one film I've missed uh, uh, this year because I was away um, but yeah good luck with Brahmastra I, <laughs> I'm very interested to know how that is. Yeah, uh, I, the thing is, if I don't like a film, I usually don't write about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I mean, if there's enough to write about in a film the way you do, like uh, just picking up themes and other things, uh, I think Brahmastra might have, you know, stuff like, yeah. irrespective of the quality of the film itself, it just might have enough stuff for you to delve into, I think. Yeah, no, because the thing is, like, I, I need, that's what, like, I feel like I never can be a critic because I don't find anything to write about if I don't like a film. And the second thing is, because I'm watching, like, three months after, nobody's really reading a review yeah. of a bad film. They can still come across, like, okay, somebody who's, like, really interested in reading about a film. So that's why my audience, like, whatever limited I have, like, come, like, some random uh, guy who is searching on, like, some film that he liked, and then they would comment that, oh, yeah. But for a bad film... That's why, like, it's a little difficult for me to even, you know, write. That's why I, like, really admire you. How you're able to even write, like, you know, writing on bad films is even harder. <laughs> because yeah. you, know, you have to make a coherent argument about why it didn't work. Yeah. Which is a uh, difficulty also. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me start uh, with our first topic today, which will, again, just be a general chat and mm. you know, I would talk about like, like you know about. I'll talk about a certain mm. film, and then you can tell me what your favorite scene from that film is. You know, so I thought this might be a different way to do it. Some questions about that. So first topic is on you know villains. Did any villain scare you as a kid? <clears throat> as a kid, uh, yeah, as a kid, pretty much every villain used to scare me. <laughs> uh, like Mogambo was one of my first experiences with a Hindi film villain. Um, obviously, he scared me quite a bit. Uh, I think there was Shakal also. Um, watched it like very early in my childhood, so like I always associated like killer crocodiles with like villains or cre- killer animals in in your lair with villains. I had a very uh, uh, like a very nice binary understanding of how it works. Uh, but um, yeah, like I used to actually quite. Uh, like because of films, because I watched films like Bajigar and Dar very early on as a kid, that whole line between hero and villain was blurred for me because, and for a kid, it's a complicated thing to understand, right? Like you're watching a film for Shah Rukh Khan and he's playing technically a negative character or killer. Uh, but you're still, you know, you're in your head, you're sort of rooting for him because he's the biggest star in the film. So it's it was always a little complicated. So like I was... Uh, um, it depends on what films you watch early on as a child because that's formative in how it defines your uh, your understanding of a particular genre or character. And that happened with me because of Bajigar especially because I was like, uh, of course, he's the hero of the film. Of course, only over the years, uh, you know, I realized that he's not. And he was actually a very, uh, you know, he was actually a villain of sorts, an anti-hero of sorts. So, um yeah, so like I, I didn't have a very conventional understanding. There were villains in every Hindi film, very uh, obviously defined villains. Uh, but um, I, I never went for the caricatured ones the older I grew. Like obviously like the, uh, you know, every film had an antagonist and most of them were older and, and Amrish Puri was like the go-to sort of character for all of them. Um, 
but again you know i i i i always liked a bit of nuance in sort of trying to uh, make us guess or trying to make us choose what we want to see in a character that is villainish or heroism uh, and and that's why i guess it it sort of um, even seeped into um, you know my sort of taste in even hollywood films or global films later on like obviously franchises like batman and all really questioned that particular uh, device exactly what is a hero what is a villain so i i um, yeah so the older i grew i, I obviously got more fascinated by these complicated uh, uh, blurred lines between hero and villain and i the tragedy is that not many films themselves were aware about that like obviously like films like bajigar sort of <laughs> platformed uh, uh, you know the sharuk character as the hero of the film and all so it, it i mean and one way to say it is you know he negative characters as uh, uh, you're playing very early in your career so and like even anjam was one of my favorites early on as a kid and it was really scary for me uh, uh, especially because it talked about so many things that is hidden in plain sight in society like stalkers and like uh, like problematic men and like chauvinists and and you know i i very much remember i think um, uh, I, i think one of the characters in that film uh, uh, you know sort of really echoed with me I, i i think it was the one played by um i think her uncle in that film um the Madhuri's yeah, like, uncle. Yeah, Madhuri's <clears throat> uncle in that film and all. Because that was the character you keeps you kept seeing later on uh, in Hindi films, and that were played not for uh, not for the kind of sexism or uh, sort of chauvinism he showed. Uh, other films used to look at the same character as a as this patriarchal but you know good natured uncle. And in this same and in this film he was. Uh, he he was sort of the he was sort of the villain one of the many male villains in the film so it was my first brush with sort of how indian men are actually the villain in most films by nature by by their gender uh, alone and like madhuri being like this uh, one who rises from the ashes so uh, yeah like i i mean i never went for uh, the obviously uh, villainish ones i outgrew mogambo and you know the shakas and all very soon because i didn't watch the 70s film till i was like a teenager so i was not very or the 80s films for that matter so i was not very uh, familiar with the entire concept of villainy uh, and i derived it from what i saw in the early 90s mm-hmm. so what's your favorite srk negative or villain performance uh, yeah my favorite uh, srk i really wish he like I, i've been like really hoping he kept doing it more and more but he just gave up after the 90s like he just played <clears throat> darker characters but never a villain per se but mine is obviously like uh, Taran Bajigar were my favorites uh, for the longest time and they still are actually i still watch his performances dar is an iconic performance like it's it's just outright like uh, it's just being uh, a psychopath but a tragic such a tragic character at the same time Uh, someone who needed help but nearly, never really got it because indian society never really recognizes sort of mental health issues his father he is distant from he lost his mother early on nobody really cared everyone thought he was a slacker so uh, but nobody really sort of nurtured him and he turned into this monster uh, for me yeah dar was my favorite like um, sharuk sort of anti hero character um, i didn't like the way he played characters like don and uh, Raiz later on, uh, even though he was technically on the border of hero and villain there, and he was sort of playing anti-heroes, I didn't really like because by then he was very aware of what Shahrukh Khan is as a legacy. So he he's really playing to the audience. But very early on, his raw performances only you could see in these uh, in these films. And like I'm still very like uh, taken by the way he played that character in Anjam. Like uh, 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 because you know he starts off technically as a guy trying to woo the heroine in all ways that heroes try to woo them uh, woo, woo uh, the women in the film and we've seen that many times through the 90s and the 80s that he is he's exactly replicating that kind of behavior and we are rooting for him in in you know um, in, in songs like badi mushkil hai and and um, all that in the beginning and then he just turns a page and he actually turns out to be a very problematic character and the film recognizes that so it's one of the early films i it that had a very um, deep subconscious sort of effect on 
my mind and i always associated sharukh with those characters until he started playing the romantic hero mm. right. so you know another thing like i have is like there was debakar banerjee's love sex or dhoka in you know it had a where camera was sort of the villain yeah so what did you think of that film <clears throat> it was it's it's still one of my favorites like i i think it's i think it's his probably his best film because it's not just because it's sort of genre breaking for its time or that it it just took a very student film concept and turned it into something great as you said the camera being the villain or the gaze in general uh, of of indian society or the uh, the gaze the male gaze in general being the villain is a big deal because um this is this is before the pre streaming era like when this all this you'd expect to come on netflix and amazon today the experimental cinema so to say but he really uh, for me that really affected me the way when i watched it um, it was also uh, when i was out out of my like filmmaking course and it was such a um, pleasant shock to the system saying you are you can as a director make films like this or as a modern filmmaker make films like this where <clears throat> you actually credit the audience for being smarter than they are and and uh, put like not an anthology so to say but a thematic sort of uh, a film made up of six segments or five segments so i i found it uh, i i really find that it's still one of his best um, films and i whenever someone asks me about the best films in the last 20 years this is one of the names that instantly comes to mind not just because of its form but because of what it tried to say uh uh you know very early on and without being really too gimmicky about it because these films also came on the uh on the back of that paranormal activity uh entire thing cultural moment that was going on the hidden footage uh, horror film that had uh, made its way into the US also and it was a big deal back uh, then but he subverted that thing to tell a very normal sort of uh, story or uh, bunch of stories about indian society um which which yeah, which for me is really an outstanding sort of achievement mm, right right uh, and do you remember uh, shubhash bhai's cars <laughs> i do yeah mm. uh, mm. Uh, anything that you recall from that how do you think of, of that film <clears throat> i mean i obviously like i watched it later on because you know uh, obviously i was like sort of not young uh i mean i wasn't a big fan of uh, a lot of films that i didn't watch in the 70s like a lot of amita films rishi kapoor films uh, a bunch of them that and the 80s as well uh, but when i did watch it i'd watched it after um, i was familiar with the semi garewal show right like the talk show yeah, yeah. so to for me to watch her as the technically as the villain in that film was uh, quite an eye opener because i was like oh wow this is like subversion of like casting which we've done over the years very well hindi cinema is very good at doing that like the way it used kajol and gupt uh, for example was uh, quite an eye opener and and uh, and these are things you remember like uh, uh, so for me it was nice because it was a storm of circumstances and i watched it after like getting really like influenced by her or as a talk show host. so for me i i really enjoyed that film and i also watched it like couple of a year or couple of years before the himesh reshamya cars which mm-hmm. which i obviously uh, watched just for kicks um but yeah it, it so cars uh, used to be i think my father's generation they used to uh, it used to be one of my their favorites and also because of the music and because of uh, the very iconic song in that um and as far as um, as far as these um, sort of um, uh, you know very ha- like haunting themes of you know being reborn and reincarnation go i feel like cars was like one of the very early movers and one of the biggest uh, sort of names in hindi cinema because the the rakesh roshan ones that i watched later for me were nice like cheap sort of um, it was basically just like formula like cheap fun like the koilas and the karanajuns and the kauna uh, pyares also um the villains in there were villains you see literally every day they were the same people playing different characters in every film like i i still cannot tell between the antagonists in koila and karanajun they are literally the same people mm. and i still the scenes get jumbled up in my head um uh, but yeah that said i also have to mention that like i really liked um 
I I really liked um, the, you know the character of like I know he became iconic later and all but like the Madan Chopra character in Bajigar uh, because I mean if you look at it he tech I mean he technically wasn't the villain so uh, so to say like he was uh, just an industri- ruthless industrialist who uh, you'd say is a normal rich person in India uh, but the fact that you know the way he was played and 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 you know. It, it and the way that Shahrukh's character was sort of platformed as a, a vengeful sort of hero uh, for me, and that was in the a sense my first experience with family films. Not Hamap Ke Kon. Like, how far would you go to take revenge for your family or to protect your family or mm-hmm. to um, uh, or to you know sort of um, do that for your family? So I I uh, was very influenced by these films early on i wasn't a big fan of all these reincarnation stories as i as i said you know i watched cars later on so mm-hmm. got it <clears throat> uh do you think a film like etras would work today do you remember I any of it think, yeah i remember i only watched it once but that is when it released because you know everyone was talking about it and you know if you've grown up on enough hollywood films in the 90s or whatever you know that you watched demi more you watched a bunch of them really play uh, those sort of characters those sort of villains in you know like films uh, uh, across that decade so it wasn't really new for someone like me when i watch etras but it was a like it was a very uh, novel concept for hindi cinema itself like to to sort of show a powerful woman um, you know do what she does in that film um, I, i'm i mean i have to say i'm not a big fan of the film itself um i do remember a, a, a lot about it but i i do think that a film like that would work today even now like especially now in the streaming era especially now with the kind of uh, very different and versatile female characters we tend to see in indian cinema not just hindi cinema um i, I feel like something like a more updated version of that film might really uh, you know Uh, sort of have an impact uh, now because you know for better or worse it's always uh, it, it's always very interesting to say uh, see the gender sort of subverted especially in an indian context because uh, uh, it, it is in a very weird way uh, 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 another language of women empowerment and and feminism because when when you see women given the uh, when you see bollywood directors and writers um actually thinking or or sort of conceiving of women as uh, human beings who are also capable of being negative or capable of being uh, uh, you know ruthless and and sociopathic that is also a, a way of admitting that they are uh, you know like men and they are uh, probably uh, have a different language and a more potent language of expressing it than men and i have always been very fascinated with how like tabu plays her characters you know over the, like she's been playing in like in andhadun for me she is one of my I, i know we talked about this earlier in the tabu thing but that that for me is really one of the uh, you know uh, best sort of uh, um, negative characters i've seen in the last 5 or 6 years and especially for uh, for how she plays it as a flawed sort of uh, woman within indian society almost a gold digger of sorts but at the same time a very a uh, creepy understanding of how of how a woman of her type would operate in in certain situations so yeah like those uh, I, i feel like etras could be pulled off now with with a more updated palette mm. and then you know after seeing all brahmastra and all the other films was ravan a better movie if you look back yeah, now yeah <laughs> in hindsight i i do look back fondly at some of the parts see i don't say ravan is a good film it it is not on a whole a good film because it it did what a lot of vfx heavy superhero films do in the last 30 minutes it just like bombarded you with nonsense but i do believe that some of the vfx we saw in that film some of the action set pieces we saw in the film were now ahead of its time now if you watch films like brahmastra you watch films uh hindi films trying to pull off like this whole template not the south indian ones uh, then you realize that the you know the local train sequence in in ravan and the chase through the streets of london in ravan were actually very well conceived action set pieces like i still would look back and they were very timed very well the music was perfectly punctuated the way it was used sharukh sort of the way they shot sharukh at those sequences were very good and i remember that vfx was 
one of the early it was one of the early films to you know really bring a conversation around visual effects as far as action films were concerned action hindi film because we were at an early stage of trying to make something that is world class and rachel's vfx is one of the best known in the country even today uh, so yeah you watch things like brahmastra where the visual effects weren't entirely bad they were just badly conceived like they weren't imagined as they should have been but i love the way ravan sort of um sort of married like you know the the you know very quintessential indian or bombay things with uh, with larger than life action and uh, I, i felt like and the way it went with the with the entire visual language and the music i i thought they did it better than most films even 10 years down the line mm. yeah now let me come to another area uh, when i let's talk about a comic performance whom does whose name does pop in your head first in hindi cinema or anywhere it could be any very uh, funny some... very funny performance i mean one of my early favorites was jim carrey uh, mm. growing up in the 90s a uh, comedian who i believe gave, gave did some of the best dramatic roles uh, but in 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 bollywood in hindi cinema to limit it a bit because there are many comedians in the west that i was a big fan of uh but you know like the first name in the 90s that comes to my mind is johnny lever and it's also a lost opportunity because you always wanted to see him in a more serious role uh because of how talented he was how shape shifting he was but 90s was a time when everyone every character was a stereotype every actor played a particular to a particular type and i believe so many comedians uh in the 90s as part of comic relief uh, templates in the films were wasted and never really experimented as in um, in serious roles and vice versa as well like the villains like Am- amrish puri and the others uh, who were like your go to villains in those in that decade were never really allowed to play more mature characters or or like um, or like uh, you know something that's little more grounded like that's why i kind of like ddlj so much and i think a lot of us did because amrish puri was technically playing the character you thought he was famous for throughout the film only to turn a page in the end and say that even i am uh, capable of changing uh, and, and that i wish he could see more of that you know mopate did it very half heartedly uh, uh, but like I, i that's why i like johnny lever's character in chalte chalte so much you know he played this um, drunken character if i'm not mistaken on like an alcoholic on this like a homeless character who who was always there was something so tragic about seeing him you know in that film that because first of all he wasn't playing your with a dog that too he wasn't playing your uh, typical johnny lever character but he was also giving so much sort of gravitas to that and and that's why i feel we all of us were so affected by robin williams passing away when he did because uh, his best roles were dramatic but even his comedic roles were so Uh, there was such a sadness sort of uh, going through most of them so I, i just feel like obviously now bollywood or hindi cinema is in a stage where you know you don't have comic comic relief moments so there are no uh, there are no like quintessential comedians in every film like all the they they sort of merge into one another but the damage has been done like i mean i, I as much whatever laughs i got from watching the johnny levers in the 90s or watching all those characters you see in in you know the stock characters that you see in the 90s i i felt like um we also missed out on a lot of uh, things they could have done otherwise like i i recently watched a short film starring gulshan grover who's obviously one of the big villains of the 90s who i also very much enjoyed in mora but uh, but he did a short film recently a small short film and he is just playing a thief in the film one of two thieves um who's on the verge of retirement as a robber and uh, there are some two or three lines he just speaks as a veteran that just gets gets you because you're like this is a an actor who spent most of his life playing the antagonist and years finally he got a chance to play a normal character even though technically is a robber but uh, so almost an existential character and see how well he's doing it like if only our modern filmmakers sort of um, you know use these actors this talent Uh, that went wasted in in you know in retro bollywood then we would might have just been uh, uh, that casting revolution that we often talk about might have come earlier i remember reading his interview i think gulshan grover he was a little again sad he used to say you know people are not casting him 
and yeah. uh, even in this era of streaming he's struggling to find work and he's very good i mean as a bad yeah. man he was pretty uh, good yeah uh, okay so in terms of uh, you know women characters who does comedy well in terms of women characters or uh, women actors sorry yeah like i mean unfortunately not not enough material is written for women to be funny because i don't think like me, uh, the the average indian man thinks a woman is funny unfortunately uh, and that's how it is it's part of our patriarchal gaze the way we look at women first of all they aren't capable of being evil in our in in like the way filmmakers look at and they can't aren't, aren't capable of being funny these are all male traits so to say but the ones that do get the chance obviously that you know in this era of stand up comics and all even there the lack of sort of representation in the female comics is so obvious like even though they are so much more capable and the way they look at the world is so uh, different and loaded and it's so it loaded with so much truths that we don't want to hear about because actually being a woman in this country is almost a sub- act of survival every day and and if you uh, if you look at that through a humorous gaze it's actually very dark and biting and we haven't seen enough of that lately but uh, i i remember that you know joey chavla was pretty good at like playing uh, at comic timing uh, not so much playing a comedian or anything because i think that vantuka 4 was always in the discourse for the way she played that character she was always doing better than normal actresses in comedies uh, back in the 90s and uh, um, even in films like ishq or or the or the gentle sort of lightness of touch she used to uh, give in a lot of ro- roles where she was heroines uh, she was the heroine to a male hero i thought she was one of the better ones who weren't given enough opportunities to play that um, you know amongst the current ro- crop i feel like everyone is capable of being mm-hmm. funny it's just that not enough roles are written i can't think of anything coming to my mind like off the top of my mind like um, Uh, you know sort of female actors with good comic timing because i haven't seen enough films uh, really punctuate that does anyone like come to your mind um. <clears throat> no i had the same thing because like there was juhi chavla and shri devi used to do comedy well as well but oh, yeah. nowadays it's just been you know like they all do comedy <laughs> so that's why i asked like you know enough not material is being written for women characters but you know you made an interesting point uh, where you said she was good at comic timing and not like a comedian uh, what do you mean like how do you explain the, what's comic timing just for my understanding <clears throat> i feel like comic timing is where uh, you know like you're given a script and you know for a fact that the writer has sort of conceived of a scene to be funny with a punchline and then how you pull it off on screen which also includes all the filmmaking elements you know with mm-hmm. that annoying sound effect and and you know the sound cues and uh, the fact that how good you are when you pull it off with your facial expressions or with your reading of a particular moment i feel that is comic timing i feel like akshay kumar has tremendous comic timing which is which was exploited well in the late 90 uh, in the 2000s basically before he became this person we know today uh, i felt like after being a, he was a better comic hero than uh, with great comic timing better than he was an action hero or a patriotic hero whatever it is and he was really good like you see hera phir you see all the films he did in the 90s the singes kings and all i feel like that is uh, real uh, understanding of comic timing and and the way you understand how a gag is written and how you pull it off on screen i feel that that's comic timing got it uh do you go for stand up shows not as many as i'd like to mm-hmm. i've been to a few um yeah but as i said you know i've i've i watched a lot on like online and all mm-hmm. uh, i watched the netflix specials once in a while i don't watch a lot of indian stand up comics even though i watched a few live and all um, but yeah not enough like not enough i i used to in the aib days watch quite a bit because it was new to our culture uh, in general because the internet skit culture had just taken over tvf and aib and i felt like aib were like uh, obviously they were the most well known urban stand up comics so to say and then the zakir khans and then uh, a bunch of them came up and now there's so many of them i'm sure there are many good ones which i'm not aware of so i never really write about stand up specials either because i'm not really clued into the scene mm, got it got it uh 
the era of slapstick comedy over <laughs> i hope so honestly <laughs> like see good slapstick comedy i mean sure it's nostalgic and you know because we grew up on it and um, and there's nothing like a good slapstick comedy but like you can't really like uh, i see a lot of hindi films try to do it because it was trendy at one point of time 20 25 years ago in the chaplinesque era also like we aren't we aren't in that sort of space anymore like you're, you're supposed to uh, you can still do it but it's just it's uh, it's sort of brainless entertainment and uh, i don't think a lot of hindi filmmakers are capable of conceiving of good slapstick comedy anymore because we've seen most of it and it feels very forced now like uh, uh, like i saw a phone booth last week it really didn't work for me like there's a lot of slapstick in that lot of like off the cuff like very andaz apna apna is tone to it like but you know for a fact that they are trying to replicate an andaz apna they are not trying to be their own slapstick slapstick original or their own very stupid uh, humor so bad it's good humor original like they are trying to sort of uh, borrow from a previous or sort of channel a previous era by saying you know look we are a tribute to slapstick comedy or tribute to uh, terrible bollywood comedy or so bad it's good comedy so i feel like so much of it is derivative nowadays that i don't think there's enough scope left for that kind of comedy to be done now got it now tell me about your favorite scene from your favorite romantic comedy film <laughs> favorite scene from my favorite romantic comedy um, any language yes uh, oh, okay <laughs> Uh, that's not uh, i have so like I, i'm such a big uh, romantic comedy fan at least till till uh, they stopped making good romantic mm-hmm. comedy um i think see love actually is my favorite romantic comedy like i mean i've made this very obvious many times uh, obviously my favorite scene um from that there are bunch of scenes uh, but like um, uh, it's that it's that scene it's the poignant scene where he holds all the placards to kera nightly uh, which still gets me you know to this day like i know it's really sappy but it it just it it's done so well and some of my favorite characters from a romantic comedy are from uh, are from that film as well like uh, like um, the i mean you grant sort of playing a prime minister and 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 sort of really pulling it off with like great tongue in cheek comedy it, it's one of my favorite um, romantic comedies uh, as is notting hill because uh, I- i'd say my favorite scene even to this day which i can really watch again and again is the uh, is the scene where there are many scenes in that film but it's the scene where he invites her to his family's house for dinner and the just the way the entire scene is staged is beautiful because um, some of them don't know it's it's a famous actress and the way they react to her Uh, when they find out that it's actually you know like this this uh, famous hollywood american actress and the way his sister reacts the way his uh, brother in law reacts it's just it's a it's it's just a lovely stage scene where there's so much humanity in it and it's not just funny like it's it's sure it's romantic sure it's comedy but it's just so much um, uh realism in it at the same time because tomorrow if someone enters your house for like a dinner for a family dinner diwali dinner and you don't really take notice of who the famous person is that's exactly how i imagined a scene like that would play out and for me that's really one of the great great uh, greatest written comedy romantic comedy scenes like uh, even though i grew up on a lot of billy crystal films a lot of you uh, <clears throat> grant and uh, even love actually for that matter uh that the scene where he um the um, uh, colin firth goes back to win the the woman who worked mm-hmm. for him with his fam and gives that speech in very broken <laughs> broken mm-hmm. i think portuguese or spanish i don't know but uh, yeah to to win her over um, i felt like that was also like one of the scenes that really stayed with me yeah i'm smiling when you mentioned that scene of the dinner i mean the yeah. uh, it's so nice so let's say if you're making notting hill in hindi who would you cast <laughs> um yeah who would i cast that's a interesting one because you know everyone's so aware of like <clears throat> who they are you'd need some you'd need a fresher because you grant wasn't you grant then he was obviously in his romantic comedy phase but he was so charming like as a bookstore owner and you know um 
I don't know. It's tough to say with the current crop of actors. They all <clears throat> aim for such a particular kind of um, particular kind of stardom. So it's difficult. But <clears throat> as an actress, you know, I'd, I'd look at someone like Deepika in that role, like you know, because she's reached that stage also in mainstream in this cinema, and <clears throat> I feel like she'd do, lend more complexity to the Julia Roberts role, just as Julia Roberts herself did, because. Uh, she was not happy being famous, and she was in an abusive relationship. And she was, um, she was, and I know we saw must sort of made like years later and very like similar theme and this and that. But uh, I, I think Deepika would do a great job. As for the guy, you know, it's it's really difficult because mm. I'm, um, it's it's all of them are such stars now. So you need someone right right on the brink of something like that. Uh, but yeah, it, it I mean it'd be weird to see. The entire Geraya dynamic sort of uh, reimagined <clears throat> as a Notting Hill, you know, like Siddhan Chaturvedi playing a bookshop owner and Deepika playing someone like that. It would be a nice change, but uh, again, as I said, we romantic comedies aren't really we we forgot how <clears throat> to make them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think Deepika is very good at these urban, yeah, yeah, very sophisticated, and she does uh, sadness very well. I feel like uh, internal sadness also she does very well uh, yeah. as you as you as you also written she's one of the best criers uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, uh, she's very graceful in crying as well yeah okay now uh, you know let me ask about another actor i thought who we probably sort of always you know never comes up but he's been there quite a while like shahid kapoor yeah. you know do you like yeah. shahid kapoor uh, of him as an actor <laughs> So I used to like him um, when he was this chocolate boy breaking onto the scene with Ishkwish or whatever. And uh, because we had seen him in music videos till then, he always felt like like he was 14 years old in most of them. Uh, and I, I really liked the fact that <clears throat> he challenged himself early in the career. Of course, he did a lot of like hero oriented. He wanted to become a hero. So obviously it was very obvious. He also had the Shah Rukh hangover like so many others did. Uh, the way he acted on screen, the way he carried himself off screen. Um, I really liked that he challenged himself by working with Vishal Badwaj so often, right? Like, Kamine was one of my favorite performances <clears throat> by a young actor. And to do that double role was not easy. Uh, he did very well in Heather as well. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd say I don't like where he's at now. Like, I don't like the actor he is today. Like, not just for the roles he chooses. I have nothing against him wanting to do a Kabir Singh show, play a toxic man by all means. And like Ranbir Kapoor is doing that for the longest time and been very successful as that. But I just feel like Shahid Kapoor is in the sort of phase where he's so um, conscious of how he's supposed to look and supposed to the man, the macho man. He, it's always a reaction to that chocolate boy he was uh, perceived as, you know, as the younger hero he never really made it even in like jab we met he was not the hero of that film uh, he never really made it because he didn't have that macho presence that so many heroes uh, really so many superstars were, were given like the khans and all and he could never be that and i feel like now he's trying to overcompensate for that by playing these roles uh, where and he has a very uh, formulaic way of going about being angry on screen or being uh, an unlikable man on screen or being uh, even funny on screen. I, I feel like he's a good actor. He's a talented actor, but I, I feel like it's gotten to his head the way he's supposed to act in Hindi films. And I feel like um, there's so much uh, self-consciousness of how he should be on screen and how he should look like a superstar, especially because Kabir Singh did so well. I feel like it's it's just, it's a classic case of watching an actor trying to be famous famous rather than trying to be an actor and uh, trying to be popular rather than be an actor and I feel like he has so much more to give you know he I feel like he might age well because you know the genes he has the acting genes he has I am very interesting interested to see the middle-aged characters he might play later but he needs to get rid of the ticks he has right now even the way he played his role in Jersey was not very different from the way he played Kabir Singh uh, and and that's that's not good, right? Like, I mean, you need a Vishal Bajwaj to, like, keep, like, drumming it into 
your head that you know you need to challenge yourself as an artist and play different kind of roles and extract performances even from limited actors and shahid is limiting himself even though he has talent and that's that's not good like i mean he's he's i didn't like him in padmavat i, did, I in fact i even forgot he was in padmavat uh, he, he has a very binary understanding of good and bad and toxic and not toxic so i feel like he plays very uh, characters two type and he doesn't really add to them anymore and you know that's a waste of his talent <clears throat> what was your favorite scene from heather <clears throat> um from heather i mean i'd say the scene of him with his mother uh, in front of the mirror um for me there's a lot more to the scene than its visuals right like there's so much its context its its performance it's also it's also just so it's haunting in so many ways because of where it comes in the film and what it means and context of what the filmmaker is trying to you know the entire oedipal tension that we talk about is so well characterized in that scene something that we aren't conditioned to verbalize but something that's so obviously there those were two actors at the peak of the game that was direction filmmaking at the peak of its game so for me that scene was obviously for me the the most um, you know stand out scene of that film and there was also the one where shahid sort of uh shahid's character really you know sort of goes a little insane in that square uh mm, in, in right. and that's the entire monologue performance there which i thought like shahid was even though it was a little showy i thought it was really uh, very um it served its purpose i think vishal badwaj wanted that and i think uh i think that's where you see an actor challenged uh, themselves even though they've not really been challenged by any other director so yeah those were the for me the moments that really defined that film yeah that mirror scene i just somehow whenever i think of heather that's the only scene comes to my yeah, mind yeah. Uh, because also the posters and all popularized it but it's just so beautiful you know sometimes you think that one thing that you remember that film for it somehow that comes to my mind and i read this interview where vishal bhadwaj said you know oedipal complex he was trying to portray it but it was difficult for him to portray in that film because he had to present it such a way because like the actors aren't aware of it because the moment you become aware of it that audible complex goes away so yeah. uh, he wrote he, he, this very nice interview i think i remember reading and i still remember that you know how difficult it must have been for to carry that scene off okay mm. well, how did you think of rangoon then I mixed feelings about Rangoon. I thought it was a really ambitious film, and I, I felt like it was also one of the examples where a great filmmaker tries to go the studio way and doesn't really like gets a little carried away, like a Bombay Velvet sort of scene, but at a lesser scale. Uh, I felt like Vishal Bhargav obviously lost a bit of the plot in in the way he conceived the last forty minutes or thirty minutes of that film. I I felt like great idea on paper, great historical context, great marriage of fiction and reality. again and only he can do something like that but the i he got carried away with the scale and i don't think that something you associate with his films there's more uh, complexity and heart and and intellectualism to his films than a lot of other filmmakers and i felt like he went for like this bombast and that didn't really pay off like i did not um, i mean i didn't mind shahid in that film uh, i thought saif was doing a very saif role which he can do in his sleep uh now that you've seen him in enough roles as uh, negative characters um i quite liked even kangna in that film but again i felt like she uh, was playing a, she was very aware of the fact that she had to play an over the top character you know and uh, that was part of a brief and that should not have been maybe part of a brief but yeah that film is a mixed bag like i don't think it received the kind of hate that it got but again when a filmmaker sets such high standards and all it's difficult to take a film like that at like i still admire his more uh, ambitious failures like saath khun maaf and and you know um, uh, and even the other film the anushka film or was it matru 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 you know those films i can still see vishal badwaj not compromising on his voice as such but yeah like rangoon was a bit of a disappointment and 
what's your favorite team from jab we met jab we met what is my favorite scene in jab we met <clears throat> i felt like the um, i mean there are obviously such lovely moments in that film um but you know uh, the this i feel like karina also is a great actress with comic timing we yeah, have talked about it but uh, yeah that scene obviously where she goes off on the phone when she's learning to uh, use cuss words and just using it with such like with the with the gleeful joy of like a kid learning how to really uh, cuss that was one of my favorite moments and also that entire scene the entire song um of um um the yes yes khai uh, no the shahid after after he leaves tum se hi tum se the entire song for me was one of my favorite moments of the film. of course the song is beautiful it was shot also lovely and it is we've seen it many times a hero sort of realizing that oh shit i've lost a part of my soul i was probably actually in love with that person who was trying to like heal or protect all this while and she has healed me we've seen that montage many times but i feel like jab we met did it beautifully in terms of how it weaved in the song and the lyrics and uh, how shahid kapoor went about like being this distracted transformed character after going through that experience with um, you know with her um, I, it's one of my favorite songs of the film it is my favorite song of the film so i felt like that entire montage was my favorite part also yeah it's very nicely done like uh, how he takes up music uh, you know and he says like dil ki baat something like that it's like finding he she helps him find his voice yeah uh, that sort of thing although that became a template in imtiaz ali films yeah. later on okay do you remember shandar <laughs> uh yeah i know few fans of the film but i'm not a, i don't remember much about it to be honest okay. like it was one of those films where either you get it or, or you're on it or you absolutely dismiss it while you're watching it or after you watch it for me i just dismissed it because i it just didn't work for me like i just thought it was um, like i did not enjoy it also for what it was trying to be hmm got it Uh, now you know there was this remake jersey and yeah. now let's say there is milli uh milli is still like in terms of reviews that i'm seeing it's still doing well while jersey like seems like a frame by frame ba- remake why do you think that failed and why is this working or like how you know you've written here before as well but how do filmmakers approach remakes hmm. um so i feel like what you set out to remake or adapt um is very important like you know like if you look at it milli and helen is like really a fail proof formula it's a survival thriller so whatever language you say it in whatever culture you adapt it to the suspense at the core of the film will remain the same right i mean they they adapted it from you they adapted it from kerala to like dehradun hmm that doesn't change the male gaze in india right it's still the same like the metaphor is the male gaze in that film that she's trapped in that icy box and 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 the craft is still more or less it's a frame to frame apparently it's a frame to frame remake i haven't seen helen but from what i've been told yes uh it's literally the only thing that changed the location um but it it will work because it's even for those who haven't seen helen and which i am part of that Uh, this thing but uh, i just feel like it's it's impossible to go wrong with if you are technically sound and it comes down to that also it's it's a survival thriller say it in whatever language it'll work but something like jersey i feel um again you know i feel like one of the reasons that film as a hindi remake didn't work first of all it wasn't an out of an out and out adaptation you know just adapting it just because it's a south indian film adapting it to chandigarh is just it's weird like it's and the way it was made also i felt like it lacked an understanding of uh, of not the sport i'd say but of of the sort of culture in which say ranji cricket thrives or of 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 a sort of culture in which an every man has to aspire to be better than he is feel like shahid kapoor's performance was one of the main reasons also it didn't work i don't think it was a good performance by any stretch of imagination it was very also very abruptly made film like, like there were a lot of uh, uh, you know um, i i feel like 
the novelty has a big great deal to do with some some films like the original jersey worked even because it was audacious in how it imagined uh, how it tried to manipulate the audience in the end of the film um that didn't work as much with the hindi remake because first of all a lot of people were aware of it and secondly it it came at a time when a lot of cricket films were just being made by virtue of them being cricket films and they there weren't there wasn't much more to that and that's a problem like uh, so there's no like hard and fast formula as to what remakes how much you adapt it matters of course and how much you want to put your own voice i'm not a big fan of the same filmmakers from the south remaking the hindi ones because then that lacks a cultural awareness also and it only focuses on the craft and that is where milli might have profited a little more because in the end people like to see a human being survive uh, against all odds and uh, jersey had l- lot more cultural sort of um, you know nuances which i don't think were pulled off well uh, the narrative in general felt a very very stilted in the hindi version uh, because it was very obvious that uh it, it wasn't so much an adaptation as it was a very easy lazy scene to scene remake right and you know this reminds me exactly of that scene in uh, even kabir singh and you know when he comes in that college and he tells certain students that i will speak in punjabi you know that sort of it's so weird because if you're in delhi it never happens yeah, like uh, people un- and there is not much difference between hindi and punjabi right people understand while yeah. in the south it might have been uh, different so i remember that scene it like it was literally translation rather yeah. than you know context <laughs> yeah. okay now my last question for today is i will before we make this a thing going forward okay so, tell me one writing tip uh, it could be grammar it could be anything uh, while writing structure wise that we should all try to adopt um well um i mean given that i i mean my lot of my writing sort of gyan comes from the way i mean comes from reviewing i'd say um don't feel afraid of starting a sentence without knowing how to end it that for me is one of my biggest learnings as someone who has to review week to week you cannot start writing a thought or a sentence or a paragraph knowing exactly how to end that let yourself let your like trust yourself enough to just go in a direction of where the last sentence takes you or where the last thought takes you don't just start with a concrete structure in your head always give yourself the leeway and trust yourself to understand that it will still make sense whatever happens got it that's very nice actually let me ask a follow up here do you like longer sentences <laughs> uh no you know ideally i wouldn't want to uh, use them uh, so much because you know but at the same time i'm not like vehemently against it if right. it makes sense just go for it because there are times when i've read in books like massive long sentences and i don't even realize they're long because they just flow like it depends on how you write that sentence and it differs from sentence to sentence like don't just go into a piece saying that i'm not going to write long sentences right. a lot of <clears throat> writers it's very obvious uh, are told by the editors don't use long sentences and then they make it very obvious in the if you're reading the review that they'll not go past a line as far as sentences but let it flow like uh, i mean i use a lot of like you know those uh, m dashes in my sentences um that because that's the way i think you know sometimes i think in terms of two sentences or two thoughts and i'm trying to merge them together so i expect someone to read that in that like in the middle of a sentence i'm talking about another something else and i want people to rather than using bracket uh, a bracket like parenthesis which is very uh, inelegant way of doing it i'd rather use like an m dash and uh, that increases the length of the sentence but that doesn't mean it doesn't make sense right it's up to the reader then and uh, i've seen some great authors do it without being conscious of it like go like if you actually aspire to be gimmicky and use long sentences it'll, it'll be very obvious at the same time don't try to use short sentences for the heck of it all right thank you this is very helpful tip i think those who are interested in writing uh, will take it uh i'll thank you again for uh, this conversation i got a few requests from people to that we should talk about some of the older films 
So maybe okay. we will uh, consider that in some of the coming episodes. Yeah. But, uh, thank you again for everybody for listening. And Rahul, any closing words before we close? Uh, not no closing. Closing words would mean that we are not <laughs> for a while. But uh, you know, long may this continue and uh, very you know um, joyful conversation for me to have at the beginning of every week, especially mm-hmm. because it pumps me up for you know whatever awaits me. And I don't, I try not to know whatever awaits me sometimes because I go with an open mind. So uh, yeah, so I hope we <clears throat> keep doing this and uh, yeah, and I hope listeners keep listening and. I love that people are requesting things and we will discuss if we have an opportunity to discuss some older films. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, everyone. Uh, We will be back in a few weeks from now. Uh, Have a great coming weeks for all of you. Thank you. Bye.